Are you sick of the dark and depressing news that floods our timelines and airwaves? Are you looking for entertaining news stories that will make you laugh? Maybe a few upbeat and inspiring news stories. We We are are the the podcast podcast for you. you. I'm Greg. And I'm Diana. And we are the hosts of the Podful of Sunshine podcast. Every week we bring you the funniest, craziest, off-the-wall news stories to come out of Florida. But Florida isn't the only place where crazy lives. We bring you the crazy news stories from all around the world. Join us every Monday as we review the crazy news stories of the week. We can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, Stitcher, basically any major podcast platform. Hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And tell a friend. All oriental demons. Yeah. And as you read in the Pokemon, in order for Pokemon to advance in power, it has to evolve to another level. And each you know, evolution, he becomes more demonic in appearance. And eventually he gets to a point where he is totally demonic. This world has become so corrupt. As I'm sitting there with a severed head in my hand, talking to it, or looking at it, and I'm about to go crazy, literally. I'm about to go completely flywheel loose and just fall apart. Let's let's not get let's not get into blood and guts. Because because that's what you're trying to get into. Come on, fumble Bam, motherfucker! It'll be a miracle if this tape ever is permitted to become knowledge that could spread across the world to even give individuals a chance to know what we have to say. Oh, I suppose you're going to want to sit up all night and talk now. Deceased or not, you, gotta you call, call far one one first. <laughs> 1-800-AX-GARY. <laughs> I lo- uh, which one was the guy where everybody was yelling for their money? J.G. Wentworth. He was my, he's my favorite. Yeah. I remember there's this one, it was just a guy <laughs> hanging off the window, he's like, it's my money, no, I need it now. Yeah, he's and right was, out that window. I just, I kept rewinding it, because I couldn't <laughs> quit laughing about it. He well, just wanted I mean, if you money. have a structural, structured settlement and you need cash now, <laughs> call J.G. Wentworth, 877-CASH now. Okay, how much is the fucking interest on that shit? That's what I want to know. <laughs> You're paying a premium yeah. to get that money out early, my friend. Did you listen to, I think it was Small Town Murder, where they said the interest rate on that guy was like 38%? Yeah. Holy Jesus. shit. Fucked up. That is fucked up. I mean, that's pretty standard with my credit score, so. 38%? No, I'm kidding. Yeah. It's oh, not that bad. I just have very bad credit. Jordan just graduated high school and joined the Army, so he's fucking. <laughs> he's got a, Let's get you this new I got a F-150, brand new Challenger. <laughs> And a wife. Yep. <laughs> they all do that. I didn't never understand that. Like maybe you should keep some because of that you money have this for giant lump sum of money. Would yeah. you? Is that what you would do? Would you go out and buy an F one fifty if you got a large sum of cash? No, I'd buy a fucking. Actually, what would I buy? An F one fifty. I'm not a Fordman for trucks. <laughs> Tundra. There we go. Tacoma. Okay. Small. Yeah, you would. Let's see. What would jo- What would Jordan buy? Probably like a 1976. For uh, Chevy Scottsdale, I do sure, fucking man. want like one. A, That's like one of my favorite trucks on this planet. Remember when Jordan wanted like uh, what was that weird motorcycle that you wanted? I can't remember all the things Jordan <laughs> wanted. I, really I can't. still want. Think all of, of them. something that nobody else wants, yeah. and that is what Jordan exactly. wants. Exactly. Okay. Pretty much a kit bike. You wanted one of them. A kit bike. You wanted a Vespa. I still no, want a Vespa. My Lord. And a Triumph, right? 
Yeah, I still want to try. Does, Vi- Does Vespa have enough for two people? You can get a two-man Vespa. Who's the? You can hit? actually get a sidecar for Vespas. <laughs> That'd be amazing. A fucking moped with a fucking sidecar. That'd be You know awesome. what? Someday I will have one, and then I'll get myself a dog, and then it's going to ride in the sidecar with a little helmet and some goggles. <sighs> You're going to leave Norm at home while you cruise Uh-oh. around Listen, with a let's fucking be honest. dog? Norm's probably going to die pretty soon. Hey. Hey, come on now. Hey. I think you're going to die before Norm does. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> Back to the thing we were talking about earlier. Okay. Do you remember what it was? No. I had a salient point. Okay. And then we went, well, I can't remember. I can't remember what we were talking about to start with. We were talking about J.G. Wentworth, then motorcycles. Oh, yeah, about the Army kids. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, My buddy's a captain, Mm. or he might have been promoted since then. I actually haven't talked to him in a while, so. But he was a captain. He said he used to have to go down to the base car dealership all the time and, like, get kids out of those fucking loans. Really? Like, like his his kids or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So he yeah. would have to bring them. Like you did what? A thirty eight? Like you know, however much interest, <laughs> and then he'd have to like go down there and be like, "Listen, here's the car. I'm sorry, but this kid can't have this car. Yeah. I'm sorry." Why do they even let those guys on the base to trick them? It's... Jordan, have you been tricked into a loan? I feel like you have. I mean, probably. <laughs> I mean, does who has student loans? Any of you? No. Good. No, because you didn't go to school. I didn't go to school. No, I did for a little bit, but how long is a little bit? Like three months. Okay. Went to Hell's so Angels University. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cody, you went to Cordon Bleu. I did. Clown school. Yep. Basically, that is now shut down, so nobody can <laughs> do anything. Can't get your money back. Can't do nothing. They just uh, closed down shop. Send all the kids through the factory. Closed it down. Got out of town with their cash. Get out of here. <laughs> Not the best schooling, I can say that. So you know what? Good for us. Yeah, we're all uneducated idiots. Yeah, <laughs> now look at us. We're sitting here. That's right. Rambling on a podcast that nobody talking likes. in microphones. Yeah, working. Take that. Very chef. mediocre jobs. Take that, chef. That's Shove right, that chef. Off. Hey, put at that least in your pipe and smoke it, Mister Chef. At least you're not an alcoholic. That is true. Like all chefs would be. Yeah, most of them uh, that I remember, they're either ex-alcoholics or. Had some sort of uh, a disease that was slowly killing him. Sure. Uh, so you're saying I should probably be a chef? Yeah. Expedite your your death. Expedite your de- your demise, Jordan. Perfect. I totally do that. And they all chain smoke. Mm-hmm. Oh, so yeah. you're even 50%, more for me to be a chef. You're fifty percent there. It. Uh, we think our jobs are depressing, but I think uh, working in a kitchen probably a little more. It's rough. I I would think there would be some gratification. Like happy people eating your food, but I, it, I think it's the customers who are always angry. I, know. I think that's what drives you there. I know that's like rough. you're slaving away for them to make them this awesome food, and then they're mean to you. There's a they fucking said, hair in this. They said my steak's overcooked. You know, it's like what? Eventually, you just snap. You can only take so much of that. Yeah, you're in the kitchen. You're burning your hands. You're mm. cutting your fingers. We should do an episode about killer chefs. <laughs> I'm sure they're out there somewhere. I'm gonna look into it. Um, I'll I'll investigate that one. Okay, perfect. <laughs> so, hello and welcome to another episode of the Bumblebutt Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that uploads weekly. <clears throat> I've got a little frog in my throat, guys. I'm real emotional today. Mm. Who knows what it'll be about? Certainly not me. My name is Adam. Sitting across from me and to my left, his right, Jordan. Hello. Hey, babe. Hey, girl. How you doing? <laughs> I'm, I'm good. Quick masonry update, please. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was cold as fuck. 
and uh, we just got some shit done. Did you finish anybody's house? Uh, no, but we... Well, actually, my boss is wrapping it up today, that yeah, he job is. at the <laughs> University of Wisconsin, River Falls. Oh, you're finally getting that done. Yep, he's putting in the last 140 brick. Beautiful. And I only have to go back there once to tear down scaffolding is and that a, uh, piss on the wall. Is that a uh, masonry thing where you drop the S off bricks? Where you what? Where you just say you got to lay 140 brick? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, I was gonna, I was gonna ask, do you ever like chisel a little something hidden in one of them and then put it in there? You ever done that? I have written stuff in like the scratched yeah. out. Uh, I would totally do that. Like Hell put yeah. a little secret message in there so they won't notice it for like many years after you're long gone. Yeah, like, no. Who the fuck put this in my brick? I've put stuff like. Jose sucks, or just like stuff like that <laughs> about my coworkers in the scratch code, so they see it and then it's got like, your and ass, Jose. Stone goes on I top got of your it. ass, Jose. That's right, like Jose. If we wind up doing Kyle Rudolph's house, I'm gonna put a Packers sticker on the tar paper. Ooh. Oh, I'm gonna make sure we email him so you ain't allowed on that property. <laughs> you do. You, first off, you're not a good Christian man like he is. Mm. Okay. You don't have God's armor on your sleeve like Kyle Rudolph. You're not does. NFL's man of the year. <laughs> what are you talking about? I have God's armor on my left forearm. He does actually. He does. And Chad on his knuckles. I think. Well, okay, maybe you guys will. Uh, you'll be perfect match then. I mm-hmm. guess. I. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I used to write my name in the lift gate of cars at work. <laughs> I would say Adam was here, and I would write that in there, so the previous owners would wonder who the hell Adam. Wouldn't was. you have to scratch it to do that? Sharpie, baby. Mm, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That bonds to the paint pretty good. Right. Uh, I guess. So your Adam, name's everywhere, then. Oh, yeah. Also, another one that Adam might like. Does the name Scott Mellonby ring a bell for you? Rings no bell. Okay. He <clears throat> was a <throat> NHL player. Okay. Played for the Flyers, <laughs> Oilers, Panthers, Blues, Thrashers, and he's currently now the assistant general manager of the Montreal Canadiens. A journeyman. Mm. Yes. Now with like a failing franchise. <laughs> now he's laying pipe. Uh no, we <laughs> He's bricks. building a brand new house in Wisconsin that we're working on. Oh. Wow. I figured a hockey boy like you might know him. Apparently he was like a bit of an enforcer. Was he? Yeah. Well, I might have been too young for that era. Unfortunately, he, I lo- was... he looked kind of old from the pictures. I was a little past the days yeah, of Enforcers, You weren't watching in the 1970s. <laughs> I mean, fuck. I, I will go back and watch like highlights all the time. Yeah. YouTube compilations. You like to watch grown men hurting each other? I do. Yeah. I do. Who doesn't? It's always fun. Who doesn't? Yeah. It's I mean, fun. there's that Dillashaw fight tonight. Oh, TJ. Is it a uh, boxing or MMA? MM. Mm. Mutual masturbation. <laughs> Mutual masturbation association, bro. How the fuck do I sign up for that? What if the logo is just like two guys grabbing each other's dicks, jerking off? No, it's like literally... instead of squaring off, they're jerking off. No, it Dutch just has to Dutch be Rider. like two hands holding dicks. Yeah, yes, perfect. You can't have anything else. <laughs> Perfect. That was brilliant, Adam. I love that. I'm sorry. <laughs> that, that just was popped amazing. right in. Um, today, Cody, I didn't introduce. Hello. Mm, hello. Uh, you have no masonry update. The fans, <laughs> they do want to know why yes. your 2019 was horrible. How do you know that? Because they said it on the Instagram, my dude. Oh, no, they said it on the Twitter. 
Oh, did they? They were like, the fans want to know what made your 2019 so awful. Maybe we should leave that a mystery for a while. All make right. Them, make them Let's pay for that. Let's do the pot. In fact, I think it was pot full of sunshine. Oh. Well, we'll just uh, we'll leave that a mystery. Perfect. We'll keep it I don't want to go into it right now. I'm still working on what happened, and <laughs> it's a demon that I need to quell. Hey, speaking of demons today, Perfect Cody, transition. I knew you did that for a reason. Today, Cody, we're going to talk about world and demons mm-hmm. around it. Our, uh, our favorite beings here, demonic. Jinn, as the yeah. Muslims call them. <laughs> that was uh, That's kind of the root of this, because we have a friend who is very afraid of jinns and Yassin. and we're kind of wondering where the hell this comes from why are they so afraid of them it's something i've never understood why and since um, he's going to his homeland mm, um we're gonna prepare Tuesday, him we're gonna prepare him. i'm gonna make sure he has this downloaded yeah. so for his long flight the first leg is from here to amsterdam wow and then a one-hour layover and then from there to nairobi and that's where he's landing because obviously he... you don't want to land in Mogadishu or no, you'll die immediately. A lot of action going on yes. there right now. That's not a place to be. <laughs> so he's going to be in North Somalia, but landing in Kenya. Mm. Ah, gotcha. So he's going to, damn, that's a lot of flying. That's a lot of flying. That sounds horrible. I don't and like being no, on a plane that long. There's no TSA agents, so. Oh, right. Wait, no, no, no there, there is. Yeah, there, yeah there is. There is? Yeah. Yeah, I think they're, they're considered essential employees. Yeah. Wait, they started paying them? No, they're not. They're getting back pay. Okay, dude. I. I mean, I would quit immediately. Oh, I'm done. And did you guys see that there were like six or seven senators who voted against giving employees who have to work back pay? Wow. Yeah. After I seen the video, they all had that little R next to their name. After uh, I seen the little video yesterday of like all the people who are like freaking out that their mortgages and all that shit's like crumbling. Because they can't get paid, I feel really fucking bad yeah. for them. That's horrible, dude. All this government shutdown talk reminds me of the Alaskan goddess, mm. Kija, or Kaija, I'm not quite sure. Mm. She said that on their little island, they're extending, the grocery stores are extending lines of credit to Whoa. all government employees that are... Uh, oh, that's nice of them. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's super nice of them. And that, and I said, I wrote back, I was like, N- nobody reports on that kind of good stuff. No. They yeah. all report on the shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, hopefully, like, for her, she gets back to work soon and starts getting yeah. paid again. That shit's so fucked up. That's lame, man. I know. Dude, it is. It's fucking dumb, all because of a goddamn temper tantrum. <laughs> Two temper tantrums. <laughs> yeah, true. We, we can't blame just one. No. And we're not a political podcast, so we're That's not right, going to get too far into it. So we're going to move right on. All and right. And we're going to go to demons around the world. So I, I want to do really quick disclaimer. Um, obviously, none of us are theologists. So if the religious no. beliefs aren't perfect, yeah. I apologize. But as best to my knowledge, they are. I am not a religious scholar. No. Jordan is not a religious scholar. He went to Catholic school for a while. So did you. Lutheran. Yeah. <laughs> Lutheran school. I, <laughs> I went to none of it. I wouldn't call anything in a Catholic school even remotely close to religious history. So, um, Jordan, why don't you start us off with a blessing from uh, the exorcist uh, pastor, Bob Larson. Would you please, my friend? I, I, th- I can do that. <laughs> Go for it. If the Bible says that Jesus cast out demons with a word, is there a single word or series of syllables that intrinsically has power over demons? The word spoken of in Matthew 8.16 is the word of God. The word made flesh in Jesus Christ. He is the living word by which Satan and his demons are defeated. Hell yeah. 
So are you guys familiar with the great Pastor Bob Larson? Uh, nope. I'm, I'm not. Uh, nope. Check him out on YouTube. It's uh, it's worth a good laugh if you need. All right, let's get started here. Is he anything like the Pastor Peter Popovich with his miracle water or whatever his name He's is? He's worse than that. Okay. He's the guy where you see him, he'll like hit people with his Bible. Like, back demon, back demon. Okay. Awesome. Remember that video of uh, him exercising demons over Skype? That was yeah. him. That was him. Where he's doing that. exorcisms over Skype on hey, people. Oh hey, my god! You, who was the guy that was like jerking off demons? Do you remember that? We, we watched that video. <laughs> no. He was like, "This stick is or this arrow." He was oh, polishing yeah. an arrow. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that was god. god creating people. The arrow That's was right. people, and That's he right. was creating it by jerking oh, it off. Oh god! He's heating oh, it. God. He's heating it up to shape humans. Oh, I've been so bad, God. <laughs> that, guy, that guy is awesome. Oh, anyway, yeah. sorry. Keep going. So many people just hearing the word demon instantly relays some horrific images of creatures from the pits of hell. Creatures often described as having grotesque extremities, covered in blood, sharp teeth, claws, multiple penises, large bat wings, horns, and anything else only seen in one's nightmares. Rip and tear until it is life. <laughs> they growl like the fiercest creatures use tricks or illusions to torment our precious human souls and fragile minds. They have nothing but bitterness and hatred for all those who are not like their infernal selves. They often can be portrayed as a creature protecting some valuable object or place. They are just an obstacle for a hero to conquer. Let us give you an example of a demon using an illusion or trick on an unfortunate soul. But there is a secret way to combat them. One just simply needs to look down. What? It's your typical Wednesday night. Jordan has his hair all pomaded. His beard is waxed better than a geriatric ear canal. <laughs> he feels his addiction starting to gnaw at him, having been sober for eight hours now. He heads out to a local brewery to sedate his urges. While drinking, he notices a very lovely young lady oh. bragging about some new indie band she's really into. While this annoys most, it's like a hipster to a thrift store for our boy Jordan. <laughs> the night progresses. Jordan and the young lady are hitting it off, laughing, drinking, and reading each other's poetry. <laughs> <laughs> the clock strikes 1 a.m. Jordan is about one drink from ending up like Edgar Allan Poe. The young lady asks him to follow her home. Ooh. Not one to ever turn down a good cuddle session, he agrees. He's always looking for another girl to be just friends with. <laughs> While walking down a dark alley, the lady stops, revealing her true identity. Oh. A ghastly, demonic succubus. Oh. She, swiftly, she swiftly begins eviscerating his body, yes. biting off his cock and balls, oh. bathing in his blood, lavishing every second before it's finally time to return to hell, until another helpless soul falls into her grasp. If only Jordan would have looked below her sundress and noticed her hairy, cloven feet. You idiot. He, he would have completely avoided this demonic you ruse. God, I'm idiot. a fucking moron. How dare you? I thought you had a foot fetish, you bastard. <laughs> what are you doing not Maybe checking he's up? he's into the... chicks with cloven foot. Yeah, I guess dude. so. <laughs> the hairier the feet, the better. 
I want it to look like a horse mixed with a hobbit. <laughs> no, but there's some beliefs that it's like if a demon's tricking you, you can always see their demon feet. Okay. So they can't hide their demon feet. They can hide everything else, but their demon feet. That's how you spot mm, them. So I- if you're ever weary of someone, ask to see their feet and you'll know if they're a demon or not. Well, like, what if they're wearing <laughs> shoes? Have them take them off. Pop them puppies yeah, off. Have them take them off. <laughs> Jordan would still have his cock and balls if he would have just did yeah. this. <laughs> Let me see your feet, you lovely young lass. <laughs> While this all sounds terrifying and outlandish, where did all of this even start from? Yeah, how I'd long, like to know. <laughs> how long have humans been terrified of these infernal beings? Believe it or not, demons have been talked about as long as humans have been able to retain some sort of record. I do believe that. Although they haven't always been looked at as evil, the Sumerians, which is one of the oldest human civilizations that existed around 4000 BC before Christ, Mm. had three classes of demons, which are disembodied human spirits who couldn't rest, half-human, half-demon entities, or demons that were of the same nature of the gods. Okay. Hmm. So the first one just sounds like goddamn ghosts. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. It's like ghost, hybrid ghost demon, and then demons that are kind of like as strong as gods, basically. Fucking awesome. The ancient religion of Judaism, dating back to 1312 BC, has their own feelings on these evil beings. While Judaism doesn't officially recognize demons sprawled throughout their religious books, they refer to their demons as Shadim, Sharim, or Maz- Mazikin. Uh, this is an excerpt from the Babylonian Talmud. Six things have been said about demons. They are like angels in three particulars, but resemble men in three others. Like angels, they have wings and are able to fly from one end of the world to another and know the future. Like men, the demons take nourishment. Marry, beget children, and ultimately die. So they just sound like humans. <laughs> yeah, basically, that's, uh, just like a shitty dad. Oh, listen me, a booby. You know, sometimes they eat, they marry chicks, they have a kid, and then they fucking die. Those demons. It's a way of life, brother. According to the author of A Field Guide to Demons, some Jewish beliefs claim that demons were made on the sixth day, but God ran out of time on the eve of the seventh day and did not have time to give them souls. Wow. Hmm. Another Jewish belief is that demons ruled the earth long, a long time before humans ever existed. Hmm. The demons grew so arrogant that God replaced them with humans, and the demons became eternally jealous and needed to wreak havoc upon humankind. Okay, that's pretty fucking yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah, that is fucking cool. That's, uh, they're basically the dinosaurs, kind of, they're I guess. They're fucking hollow. <laughs> they're hollow. Exactly. They're soulless <laughs> beings. That's why they hate humans. Just that's why they want There's them a whole bunch dead. of Jordans walking around back in the day. <laughs> Jordan, the uh, typical Dark Souls enemy. I could, I could just see Dark Jordan Souls. being like, you ever feel like you don't exist in the right generation? Well, if I was in the world when <laughs> demons were around and not humans, I think I would have fit in a little better. <laughs> I am the alpha hipster now. <laughs> in the years 970 to 931 BC, another important figure in history named King Solomon oh. had his own experience with demons. This guy's fucking awesome. Um, good old King Sale. In both Jewish and Islamic beliefs, it is told that King Solomon acquired a signet from the Archangel Michael that gave him control over demons or jinn, 
as well as gave him the power to talk to animals. Yes. Holy shit. <laughs> Dr. Doolittle. Yes. <laughs> he used this power to enslave the demons to complete the first holy temple of Israel. Now, Hell yeah. webheads may remember. Now, if I was Stan Lee in a comic book, okay. I would write that. All right. But if anybody's ever played the game Beyond Oasis for the Sega Genesis, okay. I'm pretty sure that this uh, signet ring... Mm-hmm. Is uh, uh, I'm pretty sure that game's based off this story. It has to be the King Saul, really, because he gets an armband that lets him control like the spirits of chaos and destruction. And there's another one that controls like nice stuff, and that builds <laughs> temples and stuff like that. It could be. I think so. So his ring is said to have the uh, symbol of a hexagram, or as it's known now as uh, the Star of David. Oh, okay. So. In some I've read, King Solomon is supposed to be a literal son of David. I don't know mm, if that makes sense, mm, but mm, mm. anyway. Later, the books The Key of Solomon and The Lesser Key of Solomon became grimoires for demonology and magic, although they weren't written until most likely the 15th century. One of the more interesting beliefs about... Wow. <laughs> what? And it's called Solomon's Key, the Key yep. of Solomon? Yep. There's Webheads. a lot of books. <laughs> Webheads will remember the NES title, Solomon's Key, where it's like a platformer where you have to go around and collect all the things. Does it have demons level. in it? I mean, there's like magic and shit, and I guess there's demons. Yes, there is demons, because yeah. you have to rescue a lady from demons. If you, like, mm. once we get going in this and start actually hearing demons, King Solomon... It has his fingers on like every single demon you've ever heard of because he was controlling them all That's supposedly. Awesome, with like his I key. don't, yeah, with his his ring from Archangel Michael, which is Archangel Michael is used to plunge demons out of possessed people allegedly. Remember from Annalise Michelle? Hell they yeah! They call oh, on the power yeah. of Archangel oh, yeah. Michael to get the demons out of her. And of the movie it, Michael with John Travolta. Yeah. Oh my god! Oh, is is that who he's supposed to be? Is that yes. where he likes frosted flakes? Does he? Or is that phenomenon? I, no, I think that. <laughs> I think it's Michael where he likes frosted flakes. I think so, yes. <laughs> so, one of the more interesting beliefs about demons occurred in ancient Greece, dating around 146 BC. Their beliefs on demons were. They were not evil, but not necessarily good either. Their tasks were to carry man's prayers to the gods mm. and God's will back down to the man. Messengers. Right. Mm. Essentially, they fulfilled the roles of angels in modern beliefs, which leads us to Jordan's favorite, Christianity. <laughs> which would have been in its infancy not long after this time period. While well, we know the Romans were known for eradicating the Christians for their, quote, odd beliefs. They are pretty odd. <laughs> Hippies. Still are odd, I guess. Mm -hmm. Once the Roman Empire fell around 46 AD, 476 AD, the Christian religion was slowly began to spread throughout the world. And as we know, they used the Roman pagan beliefs against them. Mm -hmm. Some believe this is the point where Christians would have began to demonize their spirits, gods, and deities. They speculate, in turn, they they swap their demonic messengers for what we now know as angels. Makes sense. So they kind of they made them kinder. Yeah. yeah, they made them nicer looking, I guess. Wow. You don't want an ugly creature talking to God, yeah. apparently. Hell no. No. So, I'm guessing you have heard that you need to know a demon's name to control it, or that if you say its name out loud, there's a chance you could even summon it. Mm -hmm. Give me it, some demon names, I'm going <laughs> to test this. <laughs> Meshuggah. We'll get there. Patience, one? Yellen. 
Uh, what? Michelle? Mashuga. <laughs> yeah. Nice. You'll summon that band from the early 2000s. <laughs> yeah, they're still relevant. Fucking... Are they? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Damn, they've been around forever. So, it seems there might be a reason for this. During the Middle Ages, these fears became so heightened that they would create nicknames, for they dare not speak the name of Satan. So they called him Old Nick or Old Scratch. <laughs> <laughs> Like he's possessed by old scratch over there. Where did they come up with this shit? Like, what the fuck? That's so dumb. I know. Around the first century, it is believed the Testament of Solomon was created, leading deeper insight into demons. It began with the belief that you need to know the demon's name to make it submit to you like King Solomon did. Mm -hmm. Crazy enough, this belief still exists to this day. Plenty of people fear that even speaking a demonic name will summon it and it will begin tormenting you. In, I, what? What? You've never heard of this before? I guess I have. I, I've only heard of the, if you know it, you can control it. I've never heard that if you know it, it'll summon it mm-hmm. and fuck with you. Mm-hmm. So how do you know which one? You don't like, like, you might not listen to enough paranormal podcasts like not. me and Jordan do, yeah. but like, people will literally be like, we, we're not going to say the demon's name because we don't want it attaching to nobody. Okay. You've heard right. that, right? Yeah. Um, you, who's your boy, the dipshit from Ghost Adventures? Zach Bagans. Yeah, fuck that dipshit, man. He, uh, have you ever heard of him? Is it a podcast? No, no Ghost a, Adventures, the TV show. No. He literally goes into any building and claims demons are attacking him. And then he starts speaking in tongues and wow. it's so cringy. Wow, what a piece well, of all shit. All he's wearing is fucking bedazzled jeans yep. and Ed Hardy shirts. Yep. Oh, yeah. Perfectly gelled hair and oh, beautiful. Yeah. Apparently, still demons that, really like, like that. Early two thousands bangs, straight up, <laughs> all oh with an entire God. bottle of Dude, gel. He is such a dipshit. That's awesome. I love that show so much, though. <laughs> He's a fucking Chad. Come on say- and fucking fight me, demons! Oh my God, something touched me. <laughs> I will say, uh, Grace, from what's blood got to do with it? Said she went to his museum in. Uh, Vegas. She said it was kind of cool, even though he's kind of a dipshit, but it has, like, some of the relics from demonically possessed items and stuff, which is kind of cool. I'd be into that. Yeah, next time I go to Vegas, I'm going to that, because I saw, like, a taxi cab with it advertised on the side (laughs) as we were, like, going to the airport to leave. I'm like, oh, man. Mm -hmm. I'd totally do. That sounds fun. Anyway, in Hinduism, it is believed that a long time ago there were gods, and is it Azuras? Asura. Azuras? or demons, they were at the same power level, and it came together to create the elixir of immortality. Sounds like the worst elixir in the world. (laughs) When it was ready, the gods appeared as a tortoise with a world mountain on his back, Mm. and the world serpent was coiled around that. Yes, so the earth isn't flat, it's a turtle. (laughs) Exactly. The serpent then spit poison in the Azura's eyes, blinding them, and the gods hastily consume the elixir to empower themselves, yes. leading the Azuras a bit, quote, too human, and they eternally became enemies with the gods. Now, webheads will remember the game, <laughs> Azura's Wrath. That's what I was thinking when I was reading that. He Is he a demon guy? I don't know. I've actually never played Azura's Wrath. I think he, he fights gods. I think. I Perfect. Think that, I suppose he's mad if they spit poison in his Hell fucking yeah. eyes. And the world serpent and the turtle with the sh- with the world on its yeah. back. You know what's weird about that? In the Dark Tower series, mm. Stephen King. I need to read this. That's one of the uh, 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 guardians of the beam. 
is the tortoise the tortoise with the world on it the world tortoise well, you remember the is it a greek god that had he carried the temple on his back or something or he carried the world on his back or something one of their gods atlas? had something yeah, maybe that atlas. was him yeah one of, that was kind of cool. Hell I don't yeah. know if they could have gotten this idea from that. But another thing, like... All that I, peg and shit is fucking awesome. I feel yes, ba- I kind of feel bad for the demons, because they got tricked by the gods, yeah. so why are they the bad guy? I know. It's yeah. like the titans in Greek mythology, yeah, right? they were just chilling, yeah. and then their children, the gods, fucked them over. Yep. Fucking assholes. In Buddhism, demons are merely just a distraction standing in the way to enlightenment. The weapon against the demons is love and compassion that create a force field that causes demons to melt, vanish, and leave a luminous, empty landscape in their place. (laughs) Okay? All right. Chinese beliefs in demons root from a mixture of Confucianism, Buddhism, and Taoism. The Chinese Gui, deceased persons who have not became a Shen, and a Shen is a ghost. Okay, okay. They become demons, devils, and goblins who prey upon mankind if not fed and given offerings by the living. These relentless spirits cast no shadow and usually serve the god who govern the universe and punish evildoers. That's so cool. All right, you guys ready for some demons now? Oh, yeah, I'm ready. Let's start with the 400 AD barbecue pit master demon named Moloch. <laughs> Have you heard of this guy? Never. So it's either Moloch, Molech, and there's one other thing. Aren't Just however you pronounce his it? name. Well, he's here now, apparently. Moloch, what up, doc? Drive a mic, homie. <laughs> Originally a Canaanite deity, Moloch became famously demonized in the Bible through a passage in 2 Kings 23.10. My this- favorite one. <laughs> mm-hmm. This passage describes how children were consecrated to Moloch and cast into flames as a sacrifice. God damn it. Old school Bible is so metal. (laughs) Yeah. Old Testament's where it's at. According to demonographer Manfred Lurker, Lurker, the name Moloch itself, like that name seems made up. Yeah. Fred Lurker. (laughs) The name Moloch itself may be derived from a Punic root meaning offering or sacrifice. Wow. Mm. Moloch holds the title of Prince of the Land of Tears. Moloch's name appears in ancient Hebrew texts and association with King Solomon, who they claim built a temple for him. Generally, his statue was of a giant bronze calf head with a royal crown sitting on a throne. That's fucking dope. (laughs) This is cool as shit, man. He is cool. According to Christians, he was a falsely worshipped pagan god that tricked its believers into sacrificing their kids. This is a passage from the Bible, Leviticus 18.21. Neither shall you give any of your offspring to offer them to Moloch, (laughs) nor shall you profane the name of your God. I am the Lord. Hell yeah. According to Christian Apologetics and Research Ministries, this is a real website. Okay. This is what they wrote about him. The ancients would heat this idol up with fire until it was glowing. Then they would take their newborn babies, place them on the arms of the idol, and watch them burn to death. I can't help but compare today's abortion massacre to the (laughs) sacrifice of children by these ancient pagans. In both, innocent life is destroyed for the gain of the parent. Okay, do you believe this man is trying to push his object, his, uh, his you know, belief I here? I, I don't know if this dude's pro-life or not. I can't <laughs> figure it out. I don't know. This is tough to read through the lines here. <laughs> yeah. But it, basically his statue, 
if you can imagine the cow, right? It's like the torso up cow and there's like little slots and you they apparently put the babies in the slots and, and cooks them for the god. That's uh, that's how apparently you sacrifice them. For Moloch? Air quoting, yeah. Wow. All right, we're going to... Wow, that's... Uh, wow. <laughs> He's an old one. He's a popular one. All right. Yeah. All right. Let's head over to the island of Japan. Yay! And hear about the badass demon or imp creature, Kappa. Kappa demons! You love this guy. I like Kappa... De- well, there's a bunch of them. Well, I don't know which one. You're going to have to tell me which one in particular this is. Okay. The Kappa, a life-sucking amphibian, usually lives in swampy pools, but watch out for it while swimming in any river, lake, or stream. The Kappa is the size of a 10-year-old boy. It has webbed hands and feet, a tortoise shell covering its back, and the face of a monkey, a long, beaky nose. Yeah, these are apparently everywhere in Japan. It's these cool. Little, these Kappa boys. Well, Let's go to scary. Japan and catch them. It's kind of scary a little bit. Some of the like drawings of them are like the cutest things ever. Oh, really? Yeah, with their little turtle backs and their <laughs> yucky face Monkey and stuff. Monkey faces. Oh, they're cute. It is quite slimy and emits a putrid odor. Its most singular characteristic is a large bowl-like indentation on the top of its head. Filled with clear gelatinous <laughs> fluid, this mysterious substance is a secret to the Kappa's power. Around this indentation, it wears its black hair in a short page boy style. Yeah, I assume this is just the basic Japanese gross haircut. Bowl cuts, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, little uh, Mo Howard cuts. Right? Yep. <laughs> Someone needs to get this man a fucking stylist. Oh my god! I bet they look like. Uh... Dude from uh, uh, No Country from Old Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) The Kappa pulls its human victims into the water and sucks the life out of them. Avoiding the neck, it always sucks out their entrails through the anus. (laughs) I mean, it's always ass-eating season, so... (laughs) It is said to enjoy the human liver most of all. Mm. Sometimes the Kappa would just take a bite of flesh as a snack and nibble. Often it challenges passerby to play a game of pole finger. <laughs> Whereupon it grabs the victim and pulls them into its home. The Kappa always wins. Now if you will tell us a old tale about the Kappa. I got you. In one tale, a Kappa got stuck to a cow as he reached into the animal by his usual route. The cow reared and ran home, breaking off his arm in the process. When the Kappa went to retrieve his arm from the cow's owner... The man was reluctant to give it back to him. The Kappa promised that in exchange, he would teach the man how to set broken bones. Sounds like a fair exchange. You can have your hand back, you teach me how to set broken bones. Sorry for reaching in your cow's asshole. The uh, part that I left out of this is that he did teach him how to set broken bones, and then he became like a doctor. Awesome. So the Kappa kind of helped him out or whatever. So they're not all bad. What do we learn here? Don't stick your hand in a cow's ass. No, do. And then teach the cow's owner how to become a doctor (laughs) afterwards. Now, there's two methods of fending off a kappa. First, the kappa loves cucumbers, eggplants, and melons. So just inscribe the name of your loved ones and throw it into the river. The kappa will accept the gesture and leave you alone. Awesome. Secondly, if you are spotted by one, just simply keep bowing. The Kappa will be forced to bow, and it will spill all the liquid from its head. <laughs> okay, you got it. When I go to Japan, I'm bowing at everybody. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Every single person, I'm just going to keep bowing. I just keep thinking this mystical... Just look for the page boy haircuts. This mystical mm-hmm. demon creature that loves eating people 
it's fooled by simply bowing, and it can't resist bowing. They're respectful. <laughs> yep. You got to get that jelly out of their cigarette ashtray head. <laughs> we just want a skull of one to turn into an ashtray. That'd be Hell amazing. Yeah. Oh, my God. I would start smoking immediately <laughs> if I had a Kappa Demon ashtray head. In ancient Babylonia, they had a demon called the Croucher. Is it, <laughs> Was Croucher? it from Russia? Okay, do you think it's Croucher, Croucher or Croucher? I'm going to go Croucher. 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 The Slavic Croucher. <laughs> the Croucher is an entrance demon who is an, an invisible rabbisu, quote, the one that lie in wait, a species that makes its presence so deeply felt it instantly causes the hair of any mortal to stand on end. This is how all Rabisu are depicted. By their effect, so hair-raising as to be indescribable. There is even an ancient poem describing them. Doors do not stop them. Bolts do not stop them. They glide in at the doors like serpents. They enter by the windows like the wind. That sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> Ancient Babylonians believe evil spirits lurk in every space in the world. They believe many other evil spirits or demons roam throughout the nighttime, and that the only way to safely avoid them was by staying home. Hey, that's me! <laughs> that's why I don't go out. I'm terrified of demons. <laughs> demons everywhere, man. But there's always a chance a terrifying croucher was waiting for them. Even God told Cain... Sin crouches at the door. <laughs> Ancient kings were said to place giant statues of demonic spirits outside their palaces to honor them. Oh. And in turn, the stronger demon would take out the lesser demons. Ah, that's like fucking, that's mafia shit right there, man. You're paying protection. And we can only assume the lesser demons were the crouchers. Mm. Read us a tale of a croucher invasion here, Adam. One night in the town of Posen, a young man, apparently a thief, forced his way into the locked cellar of a stone house on the main street. The next morning, he was found dead on the threshold of the house. After this incident, the family who lived in the house were attacked nightly by the spirits who threw their belongings about and did so much damage they were forced to move out. The house stood abandoned for years, but the activities extended to affect the entire community. Nobody in town could do a thing to stop the nightly fracas. And so finally... The Baal Shem, famed rabbi of Zemoza, was sent for. He forced the demons to reveal their name, and it turned out they believed the cellar was their property because a previous owner of the abode had relations with a demoness who bore him many children. As heirs, they resented the human intruders. The case was brought before a rabbinical court. The demons had papers that substantiated their ancestral relationship, but despite their prior claim, the case was decided in favor of the humans. When I was reading this... Um, we're you, taking the demons to court. Sir, so I have my papers up paperwork. Here. What, what I know. This, I am a legal resident of this abode. That as shit a went demon. from like, okay, normal kind of possession demon story to way the fuck out in left field. Isn't that, that is so fucking awesome. No. My God, that is so fucking uh, fuck cool. Me. Just take him to court. You're going to rabbinical court, baby. I'll see you in court, sir. This is a summons. Okay, so another way. To get rid of door demons in Jewish lore, you are supposed to make an egress door mm -hmm. so that they can come and go in your home freely. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't work, apparently human laughter and friendly <laughs> noise may scare them off. You know what? The Jewish sometimes do as well. 
What laugh? Uh, like in the corner of the door of like the entryway to the yeah. door, they like hang something there, and that's to stop yeah, yeah, demons yeah, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I uh, left that out. It was some sort of a pendant. Yep. And yep. it has a symbol on it. It's supposed to like not allow them to come into your house. Or it's fucking cool. It is cool. We probably need one here. We could go for a magic. Dude, we've already summoned like three demons, <laughs> like so. maffalos. And they're probably just sitting over on the couch right now, waiting for us to get done. Mm-hmm. Let's visit a demonic creature from Tibetan Buddhism. All right, the Yamantaka. Make that four summoned. That's number four. <laughs> the Yamantaka is usually dark blue, has eight buffalo heads, Fuck. thirty-four arms, Fuck. and sixteen legs. He holds a terrible weapon in each of his 34 hands. (laughs) He wears a necklace of severed human heads. Yes. He is a terrifier. Hell yeah. However, the Amantaka is used by Tibetan Buddhist practitioners as a teacher and aid on the spiritual path to enlightenment. All right. He is sometimes referred to as the, the Terminator of Death. After conquering Yama, the Lord of Death, which is how he got his name, Yamantaka. Does that make sense? He yeah. killed he killed the Lord of Death. Holy shit. He got, got it. Yamantaka. Which is pretty fucking cool. If you kill death, that does nobody die then. Who's the what's the thing that's like, you're just the guy that shot whatever. Sheriff? I don't know. I don't know. What's that? It's like just cause you shot whatever don't make you whatever. You don't I know don't what know. I'm talking no, about? No, no right, right over our heads. Oh just cause you shot Jesse James don't make you Jesse James. Ah. Right, that makes sense. But Yamantaka, on the other hand, <clears throat> he is now Jesse James. So, yes, the ninth head he has is hidden on his necklace is the head of Yaman, the Lord of Death. Woo! Tibetan Buddhism has something similar to the seven deadly sins they call the five poisons. Lust, hate, blindness, pride, and envy. All right. All right. Which in themselves are people's own personal demons. Mm. They use Yamantaka as a guide and helper in defeating their demons. The severed heads are meant to quell one's ego. The buffalo heads' red eyes give one clear vision. The assortment of weapons are used to defeat one's personal demons. So that's why he has so many arms. Sure. Every single weapon can defeat your own whatever demon is getting you right now. Swiss Army knife so, of demon destruction. So he's got like a battle axe to get Jordan's alcohol addiction. Mm-hmm. Like he'll crush that bitch. He's Hell pretty yeah. cool. He's pretty cool. Yeah, he's, I, know, I just, think he's my favorite just, so far. Yeah. He's like a, I would definitely get a tattoo of Yamantaka. Dude. that's just badass. I'll show you the picture after this. It is awesome. It's just like all these weapons and arms and fucking heads You're, everywhere. What a back awesome. piece. That's great. Okay, I think we might have a runner-up here to Yamantaka. The white monkey is a Shen denizen of the mountains in China. He is large in stature and often lives within caverns or caves. His sole purpose in life is to steal women. (laughs) All right. One time, a traveler and his attractive wife were passing through unknown territory when the husband was warned that a local Shen had been actively kidnapping females. Alarmed, the man locked his wife in an inner chamber of the house they were staying in, and he carefully guarded her each night. Mm -hmm. Even so, the white monkey managed to abduct her. The distraught husband went searching for her everywhere and traveled farther and farther into the mountains for weeks, but to no avail. He was about to give up. Give up, man. When suddenly, he came upon what looked like a huge stone door. He knocked, and the door was opened by a fairy, 
who told him upon inquiry that his wife was held prisoner by the white monkey who lived within. <laughs> the man was instructed to come back the next day and to bring with him a very large supply of wine, ten dogs, and a strong rope. I'd like to see how you make combine all these things. The man returned with all these items and gave them to the fairy. Soon, the white monkey devoured the dogs, an obvious treat, mm, mm. and went on to drink all the wine. Until he was in a stupor, the fairy had bound the creature with rope and called in the husband. He reported later that what he saw was an enormous white monkey bound on a vast bed. Enraged, he killed the creature at once, and his harem of human females were set free. Yay! Now... He rescued Princess Peach from Donkey Kong. Basically, yeah. (laughs) Now, outside of the dogs and wine, another possible way of confusing the white monkey is to throw firecrackers at it. Yes! (laughs) Hell yeah. That confuses it? Yeah. How so? uh, I don't know. It's scared of firecrackers. Awesome. Like dogs, apparently. (laughs) So you either got to get ten dogs and a lot of wine if he steals your wife or woman. And a fairy, a friendly fairy (laughs) helper. I never understood hey, why she's just chilling in there. Hey, listen. <laughs> Come here, bring the dogs. Fucking navvy. So he's kind of cool. All right, now it's time. I'm a big fan of White Monkey. He's pretty cool. Yeah. It's just kind of a, a harrowing. Kind of, kind of a harrowing tale of don't let your wife get abducted. Certainly. Now, it's time for the Jin. Mmm, Muslim demons. Mm-hmm. Let's go. We know all about these already. And Before eight, we get started. Let's do it. Yasin says that I am in I am inhabited by a jinn that doesn't <laughs> let me wake up on time. And it, ah. it bounds my hands and feet when my alarm goes off to not let me get up. And we're go gonna to work. we're gonna learn they're kind of they're kind of dicks. Yeah. Oh, they're awful people. They're just they're, awful they're mean. Beings. They're like mean humans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, let's learn about these jinn. An ancient Islamic invisible illusion casting species who live for centuries, can manifest in any form and travel anywhere instantly. It is said in the Quran that they are an ancient species who were created before humankind from mm-hmm. smokeless fire. The mm. jinn- <laughs> That's so fucking cool. <laughs> the jinn have no bodies of their own, but are masters of illusionary disguise. They usually take the form of humans, but can also be seen as black dogs... Black snakes, toads, or black cats. Black toads or toes? No, just black toads. Okay. Toads, little froggies. Okay. (laughs) That get ran over and die from dehydration (laughs) all the time. (laughs) Usually, Jin inhabit ruins, wells, kitchen fireplaces, and public baths. (laughs) (laughs) Their favorite adobe is the desert. Some believe Jin live just under the sand in organized town and only rise to the surface to harass humans. Okay. So read us the tale of a jinn here, Adam. Will do. It is said that for each human born, a jinnie is also born. He is a kind of supernatural twin who tempts the human being from birth to do the wrong thing. He is always present, as are the angels the human has to guard him. The genie can change form. If a black cat were to enter the house at night, he might actually be the twin genie of a member of the household. (laughs) And if he is hurt by his human twin, the human will inflict harm upon his own self as well. The result of such an event is insanity. Along this line, it is said that if a human unknowingly eats jinn excrement, his intelligence shoots up immediately. 
Thus the proverbial expression. He has eaten Jindong. <laughs> of a very bright child. So, yeah, basically you, uh, we need to find Jin shit and eat it because we'll get really smart. Well, can Sweet. you? eat? I don't know where you find it. Yatsen says that we are called the blind people mm. by the gene. Yeah. Genie. Because they're everywhere. They're all over the place. And apparently we're knocking them over, stepping on their kids, and they have to always say, watch out for the blinds, watch out for the blind people. Well, we're going to, when we huh. le- when we learn how to get rid of them, we're going to learn basically like, okay, one of the big things is you're walking through the desert, everybody does it on an everyday basis, yeah. and you're stepping on their city. Yeah. Imagine Minneapolis is underneath the sand. Here comes big Godzilla stomping us. We're going to be mad. And you said they have organized cities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They don't wow. fuck around. They're That's basically great. humans, you know. That's great. All right. So I read through too many apparent gin encounters. Okay. And I found one that I kind of liked, and I put it on here. Jordan, will you read this for us? I can do that. I don't know how to explain this. One night when I was eight or nine in our new house in the West Bank, Palestine, my sister found me asleep, but I was standing up on the bed completely straight up, (laughs) just like the Coneheads. She called my name, but I would not wake up. Then my mother came and slapped me lightly to wake me up. Mm. I don't know why I would do that, but we just moved into the house and it was empty for two years before we moved in. Could it be Jin? (laughs) I think so. Yeah, or you are uh, uh, sleepwalking. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. If, let's go with Jin. No, we're going to go Jin because <clears throat> yeah, two years, right? It was abandoned two yeah. years. Yeah. That's a ruin. So they Jin's moved, moved in. right in. They yep. moved right in, took over, and this asshole wasn't aware of them. As soon as the lease was up, Jin's moved right ba- in. Basically, all the, all the stories were like, hey, I had a bad dream last night, and I think a Jin's possessing me. Fuck. <laughs> it's like the most simple things. Ah, it's a Jin. You know what? I love it, though. It is. It's cool. It's cool as shit. To prevent yourself from bringing a Jin's wrath upon you, here are a few guidelines to follow. Never throw water on a fire for a Jin like to rest in the ashes. Mmm, let him burn out. Right. Let him burn out. Never Smokey th- the Bear does not agree with that. <laughs> no. yeah. Put water on your Maybe fucking fire. Maybe he is number one Jin enemy. He oh my god. The anti-Jin league. <laughs> Smokey's number one. <laughs> Never throw a rock in the desert for you may hit a Jin. Mm-hmm. Never sweep at night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> If any of the aforementioned animals enter your home, you must treat them with respect. Well, I would anyway, except for a snake. I'd kill it. Black <laughs> snake. What if a frog just comes hopping up, hopping in your room, Jordan? You're going you're gonna to kill him too? Well, I'll pet it. But I'll, be, pet I'll it? be like, hey, little buddy. Watch out for Norm. You should be uh, outside. <sighs> I bet Norm would kill the black cat if he came in there. Oh, Norm you... is the biggest pacifist in the world. <laughs> and he's got no teeth. Three you... teeth. Two teeth. <laughs> Two teeth. What? That's all you need. Yeah, he's got one fang here and one fang here. (laughs) Okay. That's all he needs, man. That's all you need. He'll take out a gin with two teeth. I mean, he used to, like, chase bugs and eat them. Now, if, like, a fly lands next to him, he just kind of doesn't even look at it. (laughs) He's like a... That's one of the funniest... That's one of the funniest moments. Actually, where you were sitting, we had a moth flying around. One of my old cats grabbed it out of midair, and all I heard was this crunch. Mm. You just bit on it. You hear that, like, crunch. Yep. Mm. Like, mm. The exoskeleton. Yum. Good job, Delicious. Cat. But thank God for cats. Yeah. They do that for us. All right. If you happen to piss off a gin, here are a few ways to fend them off. They hate salt, so put salt in all your food. Throw salt on your floor. 
carry salt in your pockets and put salt underneath your pillow. No, <laughs> salt the snail. No, <laughs> Gail, that's there. I wonder if if we like we filled our pockets up with salt and came into work one day and just like started falling out. You think Yasu would know what was going on? I think he'd be grateful if they we were... protected the shop from Jin. <laughs> yeah. Why is salt such a powerful weapon against any sort of demon? Because it was a huge luxury. Mm. It was on par with gold, like more valuable than gold. Really? Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Because being able to hold on to your meat for longer yeah. than... Good point. That's very Good important. Point. Wasn't okay. there like a war that got started over salt? <laughs> Several. Several large-scale wars were fought over salt. Maybe salt is really demonic because now it kills people probably more than anything. Yes. <laughs> They are also afraid of pins, needles, silver, iron, and steel. So it's recommended to wear a metal ring, always keep a knife underneath your pillow, Mm -hmm. and add a coin to your bath water. (laughs) So I got to keep a knife and salt under my (laughs) fucking pillow. Jesus. Now, is the salt loose or is it still in a shaker? I mean, did they have salt shakers? I don't know. I'd get a box of kosher salt and just put it everywhere you can fit it. Yeah, Every okay. orifice in your yeah. body. I'll just go to McDonald's, take a bunch of salt packets, there you and go. just throw them around the room. <laughs> I'm going to mix up some salt Sir, what water, are you doing? a spray fight? gun, and just coat everything Perfect. in my house. Perfect. And your vehicle, too. Yeah. Don't yeah. forget that. They also hate very strong smells, in particular, tar. Mm. Well, who doesn't hate that smell? You smoke cigarettes. Mm. Now, if you're you ha- safe, see, now, he might actually be safe. Now, if you happen to get a gin in your body, you must expel it very fast for you will most certainly be driven insane. Inhaling smoke or incense for the tar should drive them out of your body. Perfect. If you want a nicer approach, apparently eating a salt free meal may be seen as a kind gesture and drive them out as well. Hmm. So if you eat hmm. bland ass food. Be like, hey, 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 this is just a warning. I'm going to go back to salt, but I'm going to eat this, and then you got to (laughs) go. All right. Our next boy, Asmodeus, Mm. is the undisputed king of the demons of Hebrew lore. Awesome. He has three heads that face different directions. Awesome. One is the head of a bull. The second is the head of a ram. And the third head is that of an ogre. He has the legs and feet of a cock. And he rides a fire-breathing dragon. Yes. <laughs> now Lion. we're talking. All of these animals are associated with lust, which is his speciality. Fuck yeah. He wreaks havoc in households and produces enmity between man and wife. His favorite place is the bedroom. <laughs> in Christian lore, Asmodeus retains his hybrid-shaped powers and is also known as Samuel, one of the fallen angels and at times becomes interchangeable with Satan. Hell yeah. Read us uh, this tale of Asmodeus, if you would. I gotcha. Asmodeus is also famously associated with King Solomon. In one story, the king had grown arrogant and transgressed the Ten Commandments by having a thousand wives. (laughs) So the Holy One sent Asmodeus, king of the demons, to sit on his throne. Asmodeus was able to usurp the throne by stealing it and using Solomon's Magic ring. (laughs) Solomon roamed the streets saying that he was the real king of Israel, and everybody thought he was insane. 
Finally, Solomon's mother, along with one of his wives, discovered that Asmodeus was an imposter. <laughs> the demon fell. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> you, this three-headed fucking thing is not our king. <laughs> okay. As, they discovered Asmodeus was an imposter. The demon left tracks in ashes with his telltale cock's feet. <laughs> Solomon was found and was returned to the throne, where he ruled with ever greater humility and brilliance. Wow, that's great. So they finally... <laughs> you were right. At the beginning of the episode, you said... They're, they're like, hey, Solomon, did you get a different haircut or something? Your head looks a little different here. <laughs> Your heads are crazy. Did crazier. you get a pedicure? Yeah. Your feet are looking awfully cock-like right now. <laughs> you start skipping leg day they're looking real thin <laughs> hey that's great so uh one of the other famous asmodeus tales is that he fell in love with a woman named sarah and with an h yes i believe never so. fall in love with sarah's with h are they concubines they're crazy <laughs> they're crazy if you need to date a sarah no h <laughs> anyway so what what does uh, every time Sarah would try to get married, Asmodeus would keep killing her new husband because he was jealous <laughs> mm-hmm. because he couldn't have her. But I thought the King Solomon story was a lot more fun. <laughs> I like Solomon better. Yeah, the old cock feet on the ashes trick gets oh. you every time. <laughs> cock feet on the ash. Now, if you believe Asmodeus is in fact destroying your ma- marriage and impeding on your ability of sexual relations in the bedroom. Mm-hmm. This is how you get rid of them. Tell me. You simply collect the heart and liver of a special fish and place it on an incense burner, roasting it to create a horrible stench that will chase the demon away. He also doesn't like garlic, so just start dating an Italian. (laughs) 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 He's pretty fucking cool. He's my favorite. Besides, nope, Yamakama is still my favorite. Yeah, he's cool as fuck. But uh, like they said, comparing him to Satan, like he, have you ever seen the seven deadly sins where they have like the, each sin has like a demon attached to him? Mm-mm. You've never seen that where like, uh, he'd be lost, obviously. And then Satan's like pride, Lucifer's like and gluttony or whatever. They have a demon for all of them. Cool. And that's how they think he kind of got mixed with Satan a little bit. Interchangeable a little yeah. bit. Yeah. In Hebrew lore, Lilith is the mother of demons. The ultimate succubus mm. whom sleeps with men when they sleep. Mm. In some religious texts, she is the wife of Asmodeus. In the Talmud, she's the original woman created with Adam. See, I actually have heard of Lilith before, so. As a vampire, I have. Have you? She was, uh,. Like the first vampire queen, I guess, or something. Oh, really? Maybe they just took it. Well, from once this. we get through her tale, maybe it'll kind of bring back your memory of okay. it or whatever. So, in this tale, God created Lilith as a companion to Adam, not after Adam or from his rib, okay. but at the exact same moment and from the same dust. Okay. God created her so that Adam would not be alone. But Lilith, who insisted she was made from the dust just as her husband was, felt she was equal to him and would not behave in a submissive in a submissive or subservient manner. Their stormy relationship culminated with Lilith refusing the missionary position <laughs> and insisting on being on top. Cowgirl. Hell yeah. <laughs> Adam wouldn't hear of it and forced her to submit. I won't hear of it. Lilith flew away that very night and was soon in a cave 
cavorting with hordes of demon lovers. It is said that this promiscuous coupling produced hundreds of demons a day called the Lilin. Wow. Some say Lilith's offspring single-handedly account for all the demons that have ever existed. Oh, hell yeah. Two people were made. One a man. The other, a demonic whore. No. What you gotta remember here, they're both created equal, but Adam wanted to assert his male dominance over Lilith. She wasn't having it, so God created Eve to become submissive to Adam. Wow! Lilith is the original feminist. Hold on now, let's not say that, but if you believe in woman empowerment, Lilith is a badass. Yeah! Because she wasn't taking Adam's shit. Yeah, no, Adam wanted that. Imagine Cold Drogo and Khaleesi. Khaleesi. She wasn't going to just be uh, treated like a slut or something. Bottom bitch. And she got him. That's Lilith here. She didn't want to be just missionary. She wanted to be on top. Fantastic. <clears throat> but that is the awesome. Bible. Is this from the Bible? This is from uh, the Hebrew text. The Talmud. Mm-hmm. So their belief's a little different than the Bible's, Unfortunately, obviously. Unfortunately, <laughs> right, it is good, the female yeah. empowerment. Yeah. yeah. But it still comes down to, since she wasn't subservient, she is now a demon factor. Yeah, that's true. That's That's a good point. Yeah, that's rough. So I guess we're kind of skipping over that fact that since she wasn't Hundreds of demons a day. (laughs) pumping out. You know what? Good for her. Fuck you. I'm into it. I'm into it. Fuck Adam. Fuck him. Now, in ancient times, what was one way to get rid of Lilith if she was banging you in your sleep? (laughs) Well, an ancient Aramic charm used against her is called the writ of divorce. <laughs> she is commanded to go forth stripped. Stripped meaning losing all of her power. Wow. Another option is to fill your home with mirrors because demons cannot see their reflections. They'll just bang into them all now, the time. Now, I think that's a vampire thing, too. Certainly. Yep. You can't see your reflections, Certainly. so whatever. That's funny. I know. She. I thought she was pretty cool, actually. Serve her with papers, and she'll go away. <laughs> I got the divorce right here. You take the demons to court, or you serve them papers, and they're out of there. All right. We're going to rabbinical court, Lilith. <laughs> now, let's learn about some of Lilith's children. Yeah. The succubus and incubus. Let's hear some real stories from people who believe they have, in fact, had sex with demons. This next passage from a woman named Carolyn Roberts on her personal blog. Oh, we're getting this from a blogger. Uh-huh. Fantastic. This is, this is awesome. Great. Whoever wants to read it. I'm in. These encounters with the incubus spirit were mostly common during a season where I was struggling with lustful thoughts. But don't be deceived. Lust is not the only thing that could give these demons free reign. Any type of sin can. When I finally got over the perverted thoughts and began covering myself with the blood of Jesus before bed, I stopped getting visitations. Now, recently, after being married, I got a visitation. I was so broken and saddened that day because I thought I had been freed from lust. Plus, I'm married, so I didn't understand how I could have an issue with lust. But the Lord revealed to me that it wasn't lust. She says lust a lot. She loves that word. It was the deep bitterness, anger, and unforgivingness that I had in my heart from an argument that my husband and I had got into before I went to bed. Never go to bed angry. No. That is what left an open door for the spirit to come and have sex with me. (laughs) I went to bed angry. (laughs) When you are violated by this lustful spirit, you need to renounce and rebuke them. 
the dream and the seed they have planted within you in the name of Jesus. <laughs> you also need to repent. I said you need to renounce the seed because that is the whole point of the demon having sex with you. It's not simply because they think you're cute or find you attractive. They want to plant a lustful seed in you and have it grow. The last thing you want is a spiritual baby from a demon spirit. Unless you uproot that seed through repentance and prayer, that is exactly what will happen. That morning, I was so confused as to why the incubus had returned. I was fearful. And because I was fearful, I had no effect when trying to rebuke the spirit and seed. God, I, stop saying seed. It's well, gross. It's, she, she's impregnated now. She's sick of having demon come in her. Later on in the day, I could tell that the seed had been manifesting, because even though I was looking a hot mess that day, as I was walking through my college campus, the same types of guys who used to try and talk to me when I wasn't delivered were staring me down lustfully throughout the day. It was the spirits on these men that recognized the spirit growing on me, and some of the spirits were even bold enough to speak up and say things like, So what's up with you? And, How you doing? When I got delivered from lust, I stopped attracting those types of spirits. So being hollered at from those guys was devastating. I felt like I had taken a step back. I went home that day crying and praying to God because I was so disgusted with myself. That's when he revealed to me the root of bitterness within me from the argument that my husband and I had had. That caused all of this. If you think I'm making this up, the Bible even says in Hebrews 12, 15, See to it that no one falls short of the grace of God, and that no bitter root grows up to cause trouble and defile many. I was defiled because of my root of bitterness. <sighs> so if you can't tell, um, she's, a newly, she's a newly married woman who is thinking of uh, other men. And she's claiming it is a demon possessing her. Yeah, it's not just human nature or anything. <laughs> God. Get these lustful I thoughts fucking, out uh, of your head, goddammit. These goddamn religious zealots. <laughs> when I was reading this, I was like, is this lady crazy? Or, like, it's okay, you can think about other people. Yeah, it's you can, normal. It is normal, because we're don't, all just don't stupid act monkeys that yeah, want to fuck each other. Exactly. And it's like, she thinks, because she was had the demon seed inside of her men saying so what's up with you was uh how you doing <laughs> it's like come on lady here's a tale from a man who's had a little bit of a different experience while having sex with demons <laughs> <laughs> many of us have experienced actually being physically touched by a demon the feeling is just like that of being touched by a human <laughs> hand this can go much further into sexual intercourse and lovemaking <sighs> Sexual intercourse with a demon is blissful ecstasy, because demons come to us in ethereal or astral forms. They are, they are able to penetrate our bodies and stimulate areas not easily accessible by other humans. Male demons have no trouble finding and stimulating the G-spot in their female partners. Female demons can get right to the prostate Jeez. gland in their men, resulting in a full, deep orgasm. Get out of my ass, baby. <laughs> Just a little butt play. Oh, my God. That guy is awesome. Yeah. He he loves having sex with demons. He's oh, into it. Fuck. How do you think this guy's last name is Awad? Awad. Awad. All right. A Mr. Jonathan Awad feels a bit differently. I am an expert on demonology and 
been possessed by demons of all rank, Hell and yeah. have a demonic haunting in my house. I know the succubus rank well, as it is the first demon to take possession <laughs> of me. The physical form of the demon is a small animal about the size of your palm, with four stumps for legs and a human head that resembles a woman. Ew. Sounds adorable. They don't manifest in any other way save for their true form, and you must invite and you must invite on onto you directly or indirectly. Sorry, these are this guy's exact words. Okay. The succubus wants you to make love or have intercourse for one reason. To reproduce using human semen. What happens is the demon climbs onto the male penis, then lays down on it like a dog or cat lays down, and then using what could be its genitals to send intense signals of pleasure upon the most sensitive parts. To put it simply, it feels amazing. <laughs> so it's like a little sex UFO little spider? little sex spider <laughs> fleshlight? Basically. The demon does this to cause a very productive ejaculation. <laughs> it literally says productive ejaculation. Like you're just getting over a yeah. cold and you have a productive cough. <laughs> well, guys, I've had a productive ejaculation today. <laughs> Fuck me. Then takes the semen and impregnates itself. Then has a litter, which is also succubi, and then the monarch or mother demon orders her offspring to attack the host to speed up the draining of life force and kill the host. <laughs> it is most of the time fatal. Now, I never had an actual meeting with this succubus who called herself Abigail, <laughs> <laughs> but got her right at the moment she, quote, fell down on me Damn. and felt for a brief moment the intense pleasure before I threw her off. I was able to kill her before she ever got a chance to be impregnated. <laughs> does she have? Does he have the corpse? <laughs> I don't know. I have a feeling Abigail's just an ex-girlfriend. He's really mad oh, at right yeah. now. <laughs> He's on like gfrevenge.com and shit. I think they should probably look into this dude. Yeah. <laughs> he may have killed his ex-girlfriend. I don't like Mr. Jonathan <laughs> no, A. Awad. He's an asshole. What do you think this name is? Wilwu. A person named Wilwu, W-Y-L-W, Brown. You, you who, need some fucking vowels, bro. I know. Uh, he claims to be a succubus on a message board. This is what he said. I've heard that I'm really good. <laughs> a lot of mortals are afraid of us. We don't drain your life or suck out your soul. We live off of sexual fluids. <laughs> Sounds like many people have had bad experience with desperate or careless succubi. <laughs> Once you've had sex with a succubus, nothing will f ever feel as euphoric. So you can't just be like, you gotta find the right succubus for you. You can't yeah. just be messing around with basic bitch succubus. No one size fits all. No, just like love, yeah. you just gotta find the right succubus. The so. wand fits the wizard, Harry. That's all I know. <laughs> well, that... Uh, that's our short list of demons today. That's going to wrap up our interesting demon talk? Yeah. Dude, there is I'm... millions of fucking demons. You could be here all goddamn day talking about, but these are some of the coolest ones, yeah. I thought. This is my new favorite episode, I think. Yeah, this was a fucking blast. We Good job. We might, since we have, I have multiple books uh, studying demons, we can definitely come back to this in the Let's future. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, these, uh, <laughs> I want to learn more about Yamatanka. <laughs> yeah. Well, that, I mean, that's basically all there is about him. You, you need help oh. with your personal poisons. 
He helps you out. He'll slit slit your right eye. There, there is a thing that says only like in a super super experienced monk can channel him because he's too dangerous for like just a novice to be fucking with. Novice, it's novice, <laughs> dude. It's just like your black mage. You really gotta level up that black yeah, mage before yeah. it can summon Bahamut. Mm-hmm. Uh he no, not him, Ifrit. He is one Ifrit. Of, He is one of uh the types of Jin actually. Oh awesome. there's like six different types of Jinny, and Ifrit's one of them. Well, I summon them all <laughs> the time in Final Fantasy Four, baby. <laughs> He's pretty good. Call me Palam and Porum. I can't remember which one's the white mage and which one's the black <laughs> no, mage. I couldn't tell you. Doesn't matter. Anyway. Thank you very much, Cody. That was, that a, was fucking, a fucking blast. Yeah, that was great. And was hopefully great. nobody is uh, currently having demons possess them right now after hearing this. And but sorry. I think you'll be okay. Sorry if we were religiously insensitive at any point. I'm sorry, but we yeah. don't like religion. No. Yeah. Sorry. None of us do, and I think we've made fun of Jesus enough that... Uh, Welcome. I think they kind of get it. I think so. I don't care what your beliefs are. I'm, I, I love think, you. Either I th- way. I think the main purpose of this episode was like... Let's follow the timeline of where the ideas of demons or evil beings came in and how they are still affecting people today. 6,000 years ago, they started the demons, and then they've slowly changed over time, and now we're, people are terrified of them. It's fucking awesome. Yeah, yeah. it is. So. And they make cool shit like Diablo and <laughs> yeah, all that shit. Yeah. And basically everything else I like is I pretty Diablo. much demon-inspired. They're all over the place. Yeah. And so, I, now I know what a signet is yeah. because I've picked up twelve million Leoric <laughs> signets. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, so now, if any of these demons are bothering you, you know how to get rid of them. That's beautiful. So all right, we're preparing. Thank you. And yeah. with all that out of the way, I want you to email me mm. your favorite demon. Mm. Uh, you can do that at bumblebuttpodcast at gmail dot com. What's that, Adam? Bumblebuttpodcast at gmail dot com. You can also follow us on Twitter at bumblebuttpod. And Instagram and Facebook at Bumblebutt Podcast. Instagram, of course, being our main chicken. Mm-hmm. This week in the inbox, we got a listener email. Yeah, hell yeah. And uh, it does have to pertain to Jordan's episode. Mm. I will read it, and you can address any it's concerns. Awesome. Excellent. Good evening. I listened to the recent Bigfoot episode today while driving. I cannot recommend a bottle of water to you because I'm a tap water girl. Mm. Of course, I bringing am, up I question am of the to week. Be honest, yeah, so, I yeah, love tap water. Yeah. yeah. Why would you buy water when you can get it for free? I don't know, Jordan. Why would you buy water? Yeah, as we're talking to a man with a four-liter smart <laughs> smart water right now. Sixteen dollar bottle of water sitting. It was two fifty-nine. <laughs> Ridiculous. Yeah. So she's a tap water girl. She does, however, have a few things to say about the episode. My dad grew up near Mount St. Helens. In fact, in the late 70s, he worked as a logger in the area. Until the volcano eruption, the logging business was booming. Mm. My dad actually cleared logs from the side of the mountain, which explains the presence of logging company executives in the area after the eruption. Come to think of it, my dad is a big lumberjack of a man who is also very hairy, and he communicates primarily via (laughs) grunting. Interesting. (laughs) It occurred to me today that he might have lost some relatives on that volcano. Oh. And they were all put in a cargo net and carried along on a (laughs) Chinook. But I digress. After the volcano ended logging opportunities there, my dad moved to the land of opportunity. Hmm. Bleak, cold, windswept Wyoming. Hell yeah. (laughs) Where he met and married my mom. Every summer, we traveled back to Washington to visit his family. On those trips, we often hiked Mount St. Helens. We once took a helicopter tour and flew over the mouth of the volcano. 
We camped and swam in the lake surrounding it, which That's sounds cool. fucking awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Eventually, life events occurred, and my parents now live in the house my dad grew up in. I lived in Portland, about 30 miles away, from 05 to 08. In all that time, I never saw Bigfoot, mm. other than her father, of course. Near Mount St. Helens is a series of caves. I'm pretty sure you referenced them in the episode you did, Jordan. Mm-hmm. I have been inside those caves many times. There are different hikes you can do through them, and I've taken every possible path. Still, I was today years old when I realized why those caves are called the Ape Caves. Oh, did you fucking enlighten her? Apparently. Oh! Damn, Jordan, I didn't know you had this in you. Dropping knowledge. <laughs> Thanks for enlightening... Oh, wow, she says it, actually. Thanks for enlightening me on the origins of the place where I've spent years and years and years of my life. I tell you to have a good weekend, but it's Tuesday. Oh, yeah, no. hey, she's that's my it. fucking catchphrase. It is. Yep. Remember, remember when you created that in like the first episode? You just like randomly said it, and I Brilliant. thought I stole it from somebody. I don't think so. <laughs> I, like until right now, she might have enlightened me that maybe yeah. I didn't steal it. Uh, thank you very much to that anonymous emailer. I appreciate I, it. Quick question. Um, let's say theoretically her dad was a Bigfoot Sasquatch. Right. Okay. And she was 50% then, right? Okay. Unless he was uh, a hybrid. It's very rude to say about a woman, but yeah. 50% Bigfoot? Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe he's 50%, then she's just oh, 25%. she's a quarter. Yeah. She could probably, if any colleges around the country offer like free education for discounts like yeah. they do Native Americans. Yeah. If you were Bigfoot, technically you probably would be a Native. Right? Yeah. You native can go to creature. U- you can go to U of M Morris for free right now. <laughs> Hell Yeah. I'm pretty sure they would chain you up and cut you into pieces, but... Uh, Don't worry about that. <laughs> no. We don't worry about that. I w- if I was Bigfoot, I wouldn't trust nobody. No. Because oh, they no. would eviscerate Oh, absolutely. Except for me. I would welcome them with love. Yeah. Like, if you could fly, or you had super strength, or mm-hmm. anything like that, tell no one. No. Yeah. Keep it to yourself. If you have super strength, tell no one, because they're going to ask you to help them move. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, you know. Okay, guys. Thank you very much for the emails. Thank you very much for everything. Uh, that's going to do it for me. My name is Adam. That's going to do it for Cody. That'll do it for me. That's going to do it for Jordan. Yep. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, you two. And you. now, to use my catchphrase, which was used for the first time by somebody. Please do. Have a good weekend, unless it's Tuesday. Hey, you got one, man. Feel like a music god. I'm an audio engineer, a music producer, and a lyrical artist. Music prophecy and a relevant opportunity for my humanity. The science and the wisdom my biological father keeps on telling me. Genuine melody, the island storm legacy, the lyrical catastrophe. Urban warfare, solid hardware, the drama war, third eye aware. Area clear advance, tactics, written weaponry, schematics. Liminally in the lyrics, my sex magic spills my sperm. Musical composition with an abstract pattern, Jupiter, the Saturn, Mercury.